You're listening to Doncast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, uh, these podcasts haven't been much fun this year, I've got to admit. And uh, yeah, another loss to discuss, uh, this time against the Bulldogs. Mm. In a pretty soulless performance, I thought, um, with, uh, you know, with us having only three goals at halftime, and although we ended up with ten. Uh, we allowed far too many easy goals for the Bulldogs and they ended up winning by 32 points. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And realistically, um, the Dogs didn't play that well. I think, you know, they're certainly capable of far better performances than that. Um, but really, as soon as you know, we even thought about kicking a goal, the Dogs had uh, keep us honest and uh, kick one straight back. Like it, Much like Collingwood, you know, where they didn't play well for stretches of game, but as soon as we got a goal, they were able to get one almost at will. And I think that's the, um, the really disappointing thing for mine, that continued run where uh, teams are just able to open us up through the middle of the ground. Our defence on transition is uh, sorely lacking. Um, so it's a bit of, um, <laughs> you know, rinse and repeat. Um, for the podcast, Jay, where we talk about, oh, yeah, we're disappointed in X, Y, and Z. Um, I'm sure the listeners are, uh, you know, better sick of hearing it as we are of talking about it, Jane. But um, unfortunately, that's that's what we keep uh, getting dished up with. Yeah, it's uh, disappointing. It's uh, it's hard to believe. You know, start of the year, so much optimism. Uh, you know, we we're realists. Like we, no one thought we we're going to go on to win the flag, but. I think we thought we'd be punching around the eight. And I know mm. everyone keeps saying, oh, we started this way last year. You know, we were, we were two and six and um, we still made the finals, but we're one and six and we feel a long way back. And probably the difference to last year was that we were getting close in some games. Like, you know, I remember that game up in Sydney, mate, where we really pushed them. Mm. Um, and, you know, we just were about the mark, but we see miles off it at the moment. Yeah, totally different brands of footy, Jane. Um, you know, nothing uh, resembling what we were working towards last year. <laughs> you know, that blue-collar footy, Jane, that uh, the club was talking about that was uh, supposed to be a non-negotiable. Um, you know, we certainly haven't seen any any semblance of that this year. And that's what's most disappointing. I think, you know, if we were one and six, but, like, we were pushing every side, giving them a nudge, um, you know, the us as fans, we can go, okay, look, you know, we've got so many young players on the list and whatever. That's where we can swallow it a little bit easier. Uh, but as you say, these soulless performances, James, um, just rip through us. And, and when I hear um, the players now saying, oh, we're really hurting, um, I just feel like saying, yeah, get stuffed, mate. Um, you know, it, it certainly doesn't look that way. Um, out there, um, and realistically, as a as a professional, um, you know, we all have good days at work, bad days at work, and all the rest of it. Um, your your job is to knuckle down and um, and improve and, and produce. Um, you know, being like hurting about it that doesn't that's not the thing that's going to make you improve. Uh, what's going to make you improve is you know actually working on that skills and attacking that contest that bit harder next time round. Um, yeah, you look at blokes, you know, personally, Joe, and I don't think they had fantastic games on the weekend, but um, out of these blokes, they can all hold their heads high. You know, Jaden Laverde, uh, you know, Jake Kelly, um, you know, 
these these defenders, you know, Zach Reed, that were putting in everything. No, they weren't getting the performance they probably desired. They had moments for sure. Um, but they didn't shirk from the contest, James. And uh, yeah, when when people say I'm hurting, uh, but their performances don't improve or you know, as a result, it, it just rings very hollow to mine. And uh, not surprisingly, uh, a little distressed coming from Bomb Affairs. And, uh, you know, I uh, noticed during the week, uh, or initially after the game too, Rowan Connolly really uh, mounted a strong case. And this is bringing up previous articles back as late as uh, 2019 and 2020, uh, where he's uh, quite rightly asked, how come when Essendon do reviews, they do it? internal review um what's been learned because we're seeing no fruition from that um you know we're still haven't won a final uh you know so if we made these great improvements off internal reviews how come we're not making any actual progress towards our goals and uh it's hard to argue with him and you know i guess the other thing is that our club has been silent um yep Probably uh, the difference was Truck, during his press conference, um, Connor said, yep, I understand the fans are frustrated. I'm frustrated too. That's the only connection we've had from someone from the club trying to reach out to the supporters, I thought, and that was off the back of a question. So, um, yeah, it's like the club aren't even reaching out to our fans and they've got to realise we're hurting too because, you know, I can speak for myself, mate. I've gone to every game this year. Uh, and, you know, you, you feel like you're just wasting your time sometimes when you see some of the efforts being put out there. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing. I mean, obviously, I, uh, I'm a bit removed from Melbourne. Uh, like, I'd love to attend the games um, as, as much as uh, <laughs> as much as it would rip my heart out sometimes, James. Um, you know, I've missed the footy in Melbourne and, uh, you know, the, the banter and everything that goes along with it. But, um, and you can see it, uh, yeah. When you when you hear reports that, yeah, we had forty thousand to the game, which is which is great. Um, but yeah, when you hear you know half or even the majority of those fans were Western Bulldogs supporters, as opposed to you know the Bomber faithful, which we know in years gone by, like our fans always turn out in droves. Like even through the saga years, like we would always be there. Um, but the fans are starting to drift away. They're saying, nah, boy, the, the club isn't standing for, you know, what we have stood for as a club uh, for all these years. And, um, you know, don't mind me while I go on a rant, Jane, but, um, yeah, for me, I just found it really puzzling, that whole, um, you know, go out to the country in the bus, you know, go out to Horsham, Lee and Gathra and stuff like that. Like that community get engagement is, is excellent. But when your team's not performing well, uh, you need to knuckle down and go, look, we're, you know, we're one and five at the time. Um, we're not performing out of the park. Our focus needs to be on performing at AFL level. We are here, as our presidents have said, Jane, we are here to win premierships. We are not here to you know, win a game here or there. We're not there to make up the eight and then get bundled out. We are there to win premierships. And if your on-field performance isn't um, to the level required to, to compete game in, game out. Um, you can't be taking these trips away 
and acting like everything's good, taking your premiership cups out with you. Look how good a club we used to be, because that's all it is, Jane. We had 16 premierships. Fantastic. That's the club we used to be. Currently, we are accepting mediocrity. Uh, and to me, that that kind of messaging, you know, the then you add it in with the social media guys, like, and they're just doing their jobs. I get it, but when we have a we have a loss, loss against Collingwood on Anzac Day, and they're saying, "Oh, get your fresh fresh war prints here," you know, your wallpaper or whatever for your phone after what celebrating a loss. Um, yeah, that's. I think the, the the club for mine has lost its engagement with the fans. Um, like in reality for, for where we are now. And it's it's that kind of stuff that just makes you shake your head. You're right, um, Trucks uh, press conference was the closest we've had to honesty from the club um, for this year. You know, it's, it's everything's been very much on brand. Like, oh, I know we're, we want to play the, the brand of footy we want to play. And yeah, of course you do, but the opposition isn't there just to allow Essendon to play Essendon's brand of footy. They're going to play their own brand and they're going to bring their stuff. So um, I suppose it was good in some ways to hear that, yeah, Truck can admit to being frustrated um, as a coach. But where to from here, Jane? Because, uh, you know, one and six and, you know, realistically, we go into next week's game against Hawthorne, I think it is, um, yep. Jane. Yep, Hawthorne, and, uh, Saturday night. And you couldn't be confident. No, and like, they put up a very spirited performance against Melbourne. Mm. Um you know, never gave in and only lost by 10 points in the end. And, uh, many pointing to the way they played as a blueprint to maybe a side being able to, you know, exploit Melbourne eventually because they look bloody good again this year. But getting to us, like, I'll defend the crowd a little bit. Like, yes, our fans have dropped off. Yeah, that's undeniable. But, um, yeah, it was a Bulldogs home game, so, like, that keeps your away members away sometimes. So, but I do get your point, mate. It's definitely noticeable. I know every game I've gone to, uh, which is all of them, um, we're not making as much noise as we used to. Um, it's almost like we're pessimists. <laughs> I mean, we have every right to be. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's like we reserve our, <laughs> you know, our cheers just in case it's going to come back to haunt us. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Like, you know, the Essendon we used to follow who, um, you know, those players, like, you know, I, I'm showing my age here, but like, you always knew they'd have a crack. And, um, mm. yeah, it just doesn't feel like that at this moment. It's just not, you know, a real lack of competitiveness. And, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I don't know what to do from here. Like, obviously, there's some calling for Truck's head, well, that's not going to happen. Like, we all know that. Like, deep down, uh, the club can't afford to do that. And, yeah, there's been many examples where coaches have had lean periods and the clubs are stuck with them and then they've come through the other side. Um, but I don't think it's just going to happen if we just persevere. So what I called for today, mate, I put a comment up on Blitz and uh, I just thought, you know what we need? We need someone who's brutally honest. You get him in as a like coaching director, but I reckon if you can convince Mark Choco Williams to come over and just say, right, you can hit our coaches between the eyes. You, you see stuff you don't think is going to be uh, an asset to us long term. We want you to rein in our coaches. 
you know, I know Chuffo has been hurt by our board before, like where he where he applied for a job that probably wasn't there, yeah. uh, which would feel a slap in the face. But I mean, uh, money talks, mate, and that's one thing we still got is our assets in money, and um, I think if you made the role lucrative enough and also enticing enough in terms of his, um, you know, where he can see it being a real value to himself, um, uh, that's what I'd do because I, I think at the moment all our coaches seem to be all, you know, all the same kind of style. Like they're very um, friendly towards each other. You just need mm. that one to rock the boat a little just to, Start asking questions. Why isn't this working? Like, what, mm-hmm. you know, how many weeks are we going to try and keep doing this and keep getting scored against these? Yeah, and it's not the it's not only the coaching group that needs to look at. Joe, like I've, we've talked about it before, where like the actual coaching uh, group we've got, they're quite well, well credentials, they're well respected, um, but like realistically, it's that transfer of. You know, that knowledge, whatever they've been training on on the track is not going to the park. So whether we have to, you know, it's, we obviously need to speak with our players. Why is that messaging not coming in? Um, so whether it's, uh, you know, Choco Williams or, mate, throw the book out and uh, get Clarkson over um, to really ruffle some some feathers. I think that's realistically what needs to happen. It, an outside eye that, um, you know, from someone that, isn't an Essendon person um, to really look at the club and strip it back to bare bones and say, okay, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? What success is that having or not? Um, and I guess, look, you know, uh, in the military, you look at things and the, um, there's there's um, sort of rain, tra- uh, race, train, sustain. Um, or um, you know, sometimes you look at things and you go, okay, what are the things where... Um, you know, keeping, what are things we're throwing away, what are things we want to improve at. So um, that's a, um, one way I'd like to look at it and, and go, okay, we want to bring this in, but it's not working. So let's get rid of that. Um, what are the things that are working? Oh, yep, you're, you're implementing, um, you know, these defensive positions or whatever it is. Yep, but let's improve that. Um, what are the things that we're doing well in? Oh, yep, we're getting, I don't know, heaps of the ball. Um, you know, just for example, but we're not actually using it well. So okay, let's uh, let's improve our efficiency with the go with the um, ball in hand. Um, because I think if we keep going along the way we are, where we we're nice to each other and we say, oh, don't worry, we'll get better over time. Um, we've we've had you know twenty years of me- mediocrity, mate. Um, so that um, I suppose that view doesn't necessarily work. Um, so I. I quite like that idea of uh, getting an outsider in um, to do an external review uh, to, um, yeah, shake things up, see where things are at, see where they fall. Um, and whether that be, you know, looking at the recruitment, looking at development, looking at, um, you know, the, the coaches, looking at the board, uh, looking at the playing list, um, everything needs to be explored. Uh, because right now we are an absolute shell of the football club we used to be, Jane, where, you know, when you hear guys like Lloydie, they used to say, you know, we um, had an expectation that we'd be playing in, in prelim finals. We are a bloody long way away from that, Jane. Um, so, yeah, I say bring something like that on. Yeah, but also um, there's a lot of people calling for 
people like the CEO, Xavier Campbell, um, mm. because he can't deny, uh, looking back, his decisions uh, that he's made, not just him, he would have board advice, but the decisions that have been made in the last decade that he's been there, he couldn't look over there with any clarity and say, yep, that was a good decision that led us to the right path. Um, you know, nothing's improved and, um, yeah, we might be able to get sponsors, which is great and, look, every club needs them, but that doesn't keep your supporters uh, feeling well about the team. And, uh, mm. you know, I, I think it is time for an external review of everything of Essendon. And they need to open up the doors like they did with the, the saga. And we know that didn't work out well for us, but at least, um, if anything, we, you know, it was un, unedited. You know, like mm. it was a broad eye from someone else. Um, you know, we, we don't want to talk about those dire things, but we, we want an honest assessment. Like Adrian Dodoro, his, his uh, position in the club, over the last 20-odd years, uh, his job is list manager or, you know, recruiter. Mm-hmm. Now, he hasn't. Now, I want to clarify this. He's got good players in. There's no denying that. Look, he's found some great talent. But if you look at our team and how it's built up, they are not built. With, like, our forwards are either very young and I'm talking about players like Air, um, you know, Baldwin, you know, Jones. Mm. Where is our middle-aged forwards, right? Well, I'll tell you, James Stewart, he's now a backman, right? Mm. Uh, Laverde, he was going to be, you know, playing half-forward, playing forward, um, and he was... He could be successful there. He wasn't the best kicker goal, mate, mind you, but he, yeah. he's quite strong. Um, he's a backman. So where have we replenished that? We've got Peter Wright, who has performed admirably this year, but um, he's certainly not... You wouldn't want him to be your number one forward. No. Because, you know, it's a huge task for someone um, who lacks a bit of speed. So he's, he can really hurt you with his height and so forth. But when he's got two people he's got to contest against every contest, that makes it harder for him. So I think key position-wise, we, uh, we've we focused far too much on players of all the same height. If you look at our mids, they're all about 182 um, centimetres tall. Uh, you know, we not once have we gone, you know, uh, let's try and get, you know, I'll go back and I know it's easy to be reflective on drafts and so forth, right? But how... Do you feel, mate? We took Parish for pick five, which is a good decision, I think. Yeah, like he's been, he's going to be a good player for us. Mm. But that next pick with Francis, it hurts me every time when you see Harry McKay, uh, McKay, sorry, and also then Charlie Kerno playing for the team I hate the most, Carlton. Yeah. Um, and we could have had one of those two, you know, mate. So um, again, I reckon that was a real blunder because uh, Francis, even if he had a worked out he's not as tall as either of those two guys and didn't have the ceiling of those two guys so um yeah these are the kind of little decisions that as a list manager 
Yeah, you know, and maybe he had the false uh, hope that Joe Danaher would always be there, and mm. it wasn't a pressing need at the time. But uh, history hurts you, mate. And um, when you look back now, I think we're, you know, those young forwards I talked about, they're three, at least three or four years away from being at their best, you know, to be able to play senior footy regularly. Um, and, yeah, in the meantime, we're pushing uphill. Yeah, and I think, like, you look at the list, it's a strategic piece that hasn't been thought of, like the list, list build as opposed to the individual players. Um, so, yeah, definitely take your point there. Um, so, yeah. I just want to touch on one thing, more thing, though. Mm. I think last year, everyone could see there was, you know, some things we were lacking, and one of them was small forwards. We lost Fantasia the year before, mm. and we put a lot of eggs in our basket on, you know, Anthony McDonald, Tip Woody. Yep. Now, he hasn't been able to play this year, you know, in the senior side. Mm. And we haven't ventured down that. Like, you know, uh, even with our recruitment this year, you know, we didn't really try, you know, I would have liked to see us run through a few more, you know, potentially uh, some, you know, Aboriginal players to come down and trial for that kind of position. You know, I know we've got Tex Wanganeen now, but that was a last-minute decision, mate, when you think about it. Like, mm. um, we, so if we knew it was a weakness last year, we, we've got to hope that Kipper's going to um, play like he did the first half of last year as opposed to the second half of last year, as you remember, he, yeah. uh, that was the start of the fall down for him. Um, yeah, we didn't prepare ourselves for that. And, yeah, I, I think they're the kind of criticisms that you know, Adrian has to take on board. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, we recruited Irving Mosquito, and that was our, I suppose, our hope there. But you're right, like, we already knew last year that, you know, Irving Mosquito had a long-term injury. Um and uh, so that's one side of it. So even if he did come back, um, he was probably going to have to nurse it for a while. But even then, they knew, um, you know, he was homesick and all the rest of it. So we really should have been, um, you know, preparing for, um, you know, worst case scenario um, as for everything. But, um, yeah, you're right. The questions need to be asked at all levels. Uh, so uh, I guess we'll see uh, how the club... Um, looks at it from here, um, but certainly the uh, yeah fans are uh, are uh, not super happy at the moment. Um, and once we start talking with our feet and our wallets, mate, uh, and the money or not as much money is going into the club uh, from you know buying merchandise or uh, showing up to games, uh, maybe then the club will pay attention. Someone said today, mate. Um... I can't remember the tweet, but someone put it would be the ultimate embarrassment if in the club's 150th year, Essendon picked up the wooden spoon and the way they're playing, um, you know, I'm, I don't think we're going to end up with that fate, mate, by the look of uh, the Eagles North. But, you know, that's a reality at the moment. Like, yeah. that's, uh, you know, uh, the next... I think someone reeled off. It's easy for easy to look at us uh, as being one and twelve. If you went on, you know, percentages of who would be favourite in each game, um, you know, 
it'd be easy to beat CS at a one and twelve, and um, obviously that's just, um, it would be unbelievable, but it's totally unacceptable. Yeah, it is unacceptable, and that's uh, that's reality. It's AFL level football, um, so uh, yeah, questions need to be asked. Guys need to um, yeah show up. Um, because, uh, yeah, certainly, you know, in a 150th year, James, when it's it's not always like lack of skill that's getting us, it's that, you know, lack of heart and, and soul as a footy club, that um, that's that just slaps in the face of, um, of Essendon fans. You know, that's, this is something that the club has built up. Um, you know, we really want to commemorate it, you know, respect the jumper, respect our history and all that, and this is what, we're getting served up week in, week out. So um, I think that's a large part of where the frustration of us fans, um, you know, call us footy nuffies or whatever you want, but um, that's where our frustration's coming from. Lastly, mate, before we get into the game, it's great the club has uh, you know, got that Friday night football, you know, three weeks in a row. But what that does also is put you right in primetime TV, right in the eyes, and, um, you know, like uh, even our 150th game uh, anniversary game against the Blues, I don't think any Essendon supporter would be looking forward to that, thinking we're going to get absolutely smacked by the Blues. <laughs> that will just be an embarrassment also. Bloody earth it would be. All right, let's get into the game. We'll be able to talk about our three goals we kicked in the first half. Right? Yeah, that's... That's kind of a disappointing thing because we, you know, we started in a pretty attacking style, Jamie. You know, two meter Peter uh, flew for a mark, like he didn't clunk it, but you thought, oh, geez, he's up and about. And then we saw Parrish hit Guelphie inside 50 and he marked and went back and slotted the goal. And it was a strong grab, too, Jamie. Uh, there was pressure coming on him. Um, yeah, so good grab. Yeah, a great mark. And uh, yeah, he did have body pressure on him. And, uh, it was a good entry, but he still had to take that grab. and. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a good mark by Ross. Absolutely. And uh, we had another chance um, not long after that when Caldwell crumbed it uh, and passed to Stringer. Um, but it's like we played, you know, pass a parcel. He passed it out to Guelphie. And, um, you know, by that stage, Guelphie was outside the point post uh, position-wise, 15 metres out. And he, uh, he tried to snap but missed everything. And that's when we saw the dogs uh, for the first time, um, you know, go straight back up their end. Uh, for Wallace to kick an easy goal. And, like, he was all alone uh, with inside 50, James. And that just, it just boggled my mind. How could that happen so early in the game? Terrible defensive work. Um, you know, again, players anticipating and not putting their mindful eye on their actual opponent. Mm. And as a backman, you have to do that. We don't. Like, as you said, mate, he had 20 metres yep. when he took that mark. Yeah, it was nowhere near. Yeah, and he's not the quickest bloke in the world either, James. So, mm. um, yeah. Um, but look, we got an, another chance when uh, Cox released Redmond off half back and he hit Golfie with a beautiful pass on the wing. And um, he got it just over the top to Martin, who laced out Perkins. Um, you know, a beautiful pass. And he handballed to Hep running through, and uh, Hep hit two meter Peter on the chest with a nicely weighted pass. And uh, he went back to Dobbit. Yeah, it was a good movement, and it actually was quite refreshing to see that. Like, we, I thought we started quite well. Um, mm. 
you know, we're up for the contest that looked like. Yep, uh, but then we saw the Dogs had an easy chance when, again, Wallace was allowed to crumb the footy uncontested. Um, but he passed to McComb, and uh, he missed a lot with his shot. Uh, but then Wallace, when he got the ball back, he made no mistake and uh, kicked another goal soon after for them. And that was added to not long after that by McNeil. Um, and they hit the front. And, uh, yeah, we were just getting opened up way too easily, James, and our defence just looked very shaky. Yeah, very much so. And the thing I fear at the moment, mate, is that um, because we are struggling to score this year, mm. um, when a side, even if they kick you know, two or three goals in a row, that almost feels like game over because we're not responding quick enough. Yep. And, um, yeah, so I was interested to see how much work we'd do to kind of, you know, address uh, uh, Bulldogs' uh, run of play. Mm. And we had a couple of shots of goal, mate, and that's been another theme. We're uh, we're not very reliable around the sticks at the moment. Certainly not, mate. You know, we saw uh, you know, Draper miss, Caldwell miss. Um, but, um, yeah, a good sign was seeing Zach Reed lay a nice tackle, and he was rewarded uh, for that at half-back. So it was, it was great stuff, um, you know. And that's that, again, speaks to, you know, the lack of tackling pressure we've had as a – as a club, you know, early in the season. So it's good to see the young boats come in and show that intent. Uh, but at the end of the quarter, James, uh, we were down two goals, 3.15 to their three goals, one nineteen. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was just, again, um, we'd kicked two goals in the first eight or nine minutes of the game. Mm. And the next 20 minutes, you know, although we had a couple of shots at goal off, now, it's just too long not to put scoreboard pressure on. Mm. So I was hoping for a quick return uh, when play resumed. Well, it wasn't <laughs> to be, mate, as the dogs opened their account early when uh, Vandermeer uh, kicked one through. Um, and then we saw Waitman line up for goal. Uh, fortunately, on this occasion, McGrath took him down in a tackle uh, just as he was about to snap one through. Great so tackle. That, it was a great, great tackle from McGrath. So... Uh, that was good to see. Uh, unfortunately, James, the club decided not to persist with him as a defensive player. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's the story for another day. Um, and then, yeah, I suppose this started a real run that became a trend throughout the game, James. We had just overuse of handballs, um, you know, kicking it sideways, just stuffing around with the footy um, and coughing it up on many occasions. Um, yeah, we finally got up our end and we saw Martin have a snap at goal. Uh, he missed. Uh, and then we saw a play where, uh, you know, Waitman just burnt Kelly. Um, he sort of led back towards goal and then left Kelly for dead as he uh, led back up at the footy. Fortunately, Waitman missed the goal on that occasion. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was just really disappointing for, for us to see. Like, he was 20 metres out on his own. Um, Cali was long gone and there was no one there to, to pressure. So, um, yeah, it was a bit, bit sad. And, uh, yeah, we saw Wallace uh, not long after have another shot at goal. Uh, that missed. Uh, yeah, Redmond uh, got a 50 and had a shot on goal, uh, but he missed before uh, McComb put one through for the dogs. Yeah, that's rolled through, mate. And, um, yeah, he uh, was always... Worry too, we can get no name players to look like champions, and like 
<laughs> again, that's what we were seeing, like players like McComb and uh, Vandermeer, you know, all getting multiple shots at goal. McNeil, another one. Mm. Even Wallace, you know, he's been sub for most of the year and struggled to get much game time. Um, I did already kick multiple goals. Yep. And that trend continued when Zane Gordy got a goal as well. Yeah, he did, mate. Um, yeah, that was, again, another result of a turnover. Um, we did see a lovely bit of play before that, though, when uh, Caldwell picked the ball up cleanly from the ground down back and passed it to Durham, and he had a worm-burning pass, uh, which is absolutely beautiful, into the square. Uh, ended up with Hobbs, but uh, Hobbs' kick inside 50 wasn't great. Um, so, uh, yeah, quickly whipped out by the dogs there. And, yeah, when uh, Cordy kicked that goal, you know, the dogs were up by 22. And we had a bit more of the footy again, but we just kept stuffing around with it, James. Um, and, uh, you know, finally after a turnover, uh, we saw Stringer uh, booted inside 50 uh, to two-metre Peter on a mismatch, and uh, he was able to slot it. Yeah, uh, it's one thing you feel assured of is... Uh... You know, Peter Wright gets the ball around 30 metres, you know, uh, near enough in front. Uh, you feel very confident he's going to kick those ones. Yeah. Uh, you know, then we saw Stringer take a grab inside 50, uh, but unfortunately he missed before the dogs went end to end. Um, but we were saved on the goal line, Jane, by a cool-headed Martin who uh, got us out of trouble. Um, you know, he just... Calmly placed the ball on the deck and uh, you know got a kick away uh, where you know some of them might have lost it. So uh, yeah, at least he can uh, keep his cool head down there, James. But uh, at the end of half time, we were down by fourteen. So three goals, seven twenty-five to the dogs. Six goals, three thirty-nine. Yeah, and even though we'd only kicked three goals, um, yeah, I couldn't believe we're only fourteen points down. Yeah. That leads to what you said before, mate. The Bulldogs aren't playing great footy either. Um, mm. And, you know, to think that we put up that kind of performance and still be within arm's length mm. um, just goes to show it wasn't the game of the highest standard. Um, mm. And they just took more opportunities. Uh, and as you said, we spent a lot of time just with handballs, backwards, forwards, sideways, um, you know, even kicking, we were going across the ground rather than direct. Um, yep. And when you do that, the opposition love you not pressuring them. So they, mm. they'd they rather defend on the wings than, you know, in, on the goal line, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, um, yeah it's a new new theory, mate. Got <laughs> more chances of scoring when you enter 50 than you do on the wing. So Revolutionary stuff, Jam. <laughs> Get me on the coaching panel, mate. <laughs> Yeah, look, unfortunately at halftime, we saw Cox get subbed off uh, with an ankle. Um, so I don't think we've had any confirmation as of yet, the seriousness of that. Um, but Shield came on uh, after being ceremoniously dropped during the week. Um, I, I, that was, a, I suppose, a disappointing thing for mine. Um, like, I wasn't one calling for him to be, to be dropped. So I, I don't think he, he warranted that. Yes, I don't think he's playing his best footy, but uh, certainly I do think that fitness does uh, come into his, his performances at times. But if you're going to make a big call and drop someone, like drop them. Don't keep them as the emergency because that just sends false messages that like, oh, that wasn't really good enough, but it's kind of good enough. We'll still play her. Um, so that was, that's pretty disappointing for mine. 
Um, and, uh, yep, yeah, Shield came on, but then we saw uh, McNeil uh, for the Dogs uh, kick the first of the quarter. Yeah, and again, it was just uh, frustrating because I thought, you know, three goals in the half time, surely the coaches are going to say, let's free it up, let's try and try a different style, let's go long and direct and, you know, get our players' position in case there is crumbing needed. Mm. Uh, if Peter Wright can't mark the ball, at least it come down to ground and have your Guelphies and even Durham's or where are you going to play up forward? But um, again, we've played the same style we had and expected it to change and the Bulldogs kept getting more opportunities. They did, mate. And the next opportunity came through Dunkley who uh, kicked an easy one out the back and it was starting to look pretty messy. Um, up our end, Draper had another snap at goal, but he missed. Uh, but then we saw Baldwin start to get involved in the game, um, yeah, which is yeah, a bit crazy to say at a three-quarter time, like he barely touched it before that. Um, but it was good. He had a couple of tackles, including one in the pocket, James, where he was rewarded, and he ran around to snap his first goal of AFL footy. Yeah, fantastic goal. Yeah, he's had a real tough initiation to AFL, mate. Uh, yeah, he played in the side that got Absolutely trounced by Geelong, mm. uh, where the forward entries were rubbish and you know, he obviously didn't have any impact. Yep. Um, and then last week, again, uh, our forward entries is terrible. So I would hate to be a forward like him mm. um, with, the, with that kind of play. And at the moment, his body doesn't look like it's designed just to find loose balls. Like, it, um, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like, he, to me, he, he's going to be a lead mark player. Mm. Um, to get the best out of him, at least initially. Yep. And we've got to understand he's coming back from two bad knees, so um, agility will probably be last on his ticks. But, um, yeah, like it was nice to see him get a goal and it's good to see the players acknowledge it and they all came down, and, you know, as they do to, um, you know, appreciate his work. But, uh, yeah, I think with him... Uh, if he's a project, I think we just, you know, in the position we're in, just keep persevering, I think. Absolutely, mate. Uh, Got to play him. Um, so, again, we had plenty of chances with the footy, Jane, but we were just very handball happy. Uh, you know, we danced ourselves in circles and after coughing, coughing it up, um, you know, when Martin accidentally uh, threw the footy, uh, we saw Jeray hit Rourke Smith again all by himself. Uh, with no one within 10 metres of him inside 50, and uh, he kicked the goal. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, yeah, defensive actions are just mm. absolute pus, mate. That's all I can say. Like, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, there's no accountability. And, you know, if, if Truck isn't coaching him to be like that, then he needs to make a stand and just say, like, if you're going to play like that, Stick to it and say, All right, I'll, I'm going to trust someone else to do it. Um, either position change or whatever, but um, yeah, we can't keep leaking these goals. No, but leak them we did um, because we saw, uh, yeah, Parrish won the next clearance, and that's great. Um, and he had time for steady, James. Like he had at least five metres free, uh, but his kick went straight to the boundary line. Uh, no, just, terrible kick. It's, it's it was woeful. Um, and meanwhile, the dogs whisked it away 
and we saw Bontempelli take an easy mark up forward and he kicked the goal to put them over five goals up. Yeah, that was just a terrible kick. And look, we, we know he can butcher at times. Um, but he, yeah, if you look at his season last year, mate, it's like he he knows his deficiencies and started to use the ball quite well by composing himself. Mm. But this year, whether it's the pressure or what, he's really just um, throwing it on the boot. And you know, the real you know, helicopters and just flying straight out. So, uh, yeah, Darcy needs to work on his awareness. And maybe that's why he's handballing so much because he's got no faith in his kick. Mm. But, um, you know, we need more of our mids to use the ball in hand with their feet rather than hands because it's clearly, clearly not working. Absolutely. Um, and then, James, we finally saw, um, you know, this this play that we've noticed over the time and you've uh, commented on it, how we just go along the wings all the time, almost uh, you know, reminiscent of a Malthouse style of play. Uh, but this time it was successful. You know, we went along the, the boundary and Perkins took a nice mark outside 50 and he, he hit uh, Cutler beautifully uh, with a nice pass about 30, 35 out and uh, Cutler kicked the goal, James. Yeah, well, and this is uh, one baffling me, mate. Uh, Perkins is a very good kick, and mm. that kick really showed that. Um, yet he's not getting any field time. I, yeah. I don't know why we're not playing him there, like whether they're basing that on what they think his fitness is or what, but you can't tell me he's not fit enough to have a, more of a go than he has, mm. um, and particularly when he's that little bit taller. Um uh, you know, and we need him to develop, not to be a great half-forward flanker. We want him to be, yeah, you know, a mid that goes forward. Um, so, yeah, again, battling stuff. And um, just before that, mate, uh, there was that point added by Andy McGrath. Mm. That was as poor a shot at half-forward, like in a forward pocket that I've seen. You know, he just, yeah, that snap just had no penetration at all and just bubbled over the line and, yeah, they've got to be better than that. Yeah, it was an absolute grubber, Jane. Um, but look for the dogs. They, um, you know, we saw McComb kick another uh, to keep him five goals up. And um, after Ridley had, uh, yeah, he blanketed Norton all day. Unfortunately, we saw Norton take a mark inside fifty, but fortunately he missed. Um, we got a rush behind up our end before Dunkley marked a floater right on the point post, Jane, and uh, he was good enough to kick another one through. Um, then we saw a massive mark by two-metre Peter on the uh, halfback flank, Shane. But that's the unfortunate thing. The mark was at the halfback flank. You know, we can't can't kick goals from that area of the ground. Um, and his uh, his kick uh, was, was pretty woeful um, and was quickly chopped off by the dogs. Uh, and then that's where we saw Kelly. He took a mark, Jane. Uh, but the umpires decided... No, that wasn't a mark. Um, and then Norton just punched it out of Kelly's hands and Waitman was allowed to pounce on it and snap it through. And I think uh, that would have received a lot more, uh, you know, booing and so forth. But at that time of the game, mate, I reckon even the fans, you know, I'd seen some leave by that point, mate. Mm-hmm. They'd already headed home. So, you know, you can imagine that in a tight game, a decision like that, you know. But, yeah, that was terrible. I thought Kelly clearly marked it. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. To end the the quarter, we uh, just before that we saw Draper win a free. Um, yeah, after the throw in from a ruck contest there, uh, and he kicked the goal, Jay, which is good. But uh, at the end of the three quarter time um, break, there we were six goals, ten forty six to their thirteen goals, four eighty two. Yeah, the Premiership quarter, mate, has been sorely uh, lacking for us. Mm. Um, we've been found out generally, um, yep. especially in the second half of games. And, uh, this third quarter was pretty brutal. So it was, mate. Yeah, it just felt like, here we go again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, in that fourth quarter there, I think, uh, you know, uh, the dogs had more or less put the cue in the rack. Um, you know, we had plenty of footy, but just continually coughed it up. Um, you know, we saw Waitman put through a gift from Norton. Um, uh, and then uh, Dunkley had a decent opportunity after that, uh, after nailing Reed in the tackle. Uh, but his kick was shallow, uh, fortunately. Uh, we saw Kala kick another goal. Um after we did our best to almost cough it up, James, like that bit of play just had me tearing my hair out. You know, we saw kicks the guys out of position, uh, a handball to two meter Peter right in the pocket, and two meter Peter's kick like went a long way back. Um, but fortunately, we got away with it there. Uh, and then Bailey Smith pumped one through for the dogs uh, to have them 44 points up uh, before McNeil bobbed up to uh, make it an even 50. So, uh, <laughs> And we just saw like all the basically all the players uh, from Essendon all over the ground had their hands on their hips. They were absolutely defeated. Um, you know, we saw Parrish hit two meter Peter, 25 meters out uh, from goal. He kicked his third. Um, yeah, Peter Wright had another hurried snap, but uh, but missed. Um, after we again bobbled the ball around for a bit, um, but then we saw uh, Heppel hit a nice pass to. Uh, two meter Peter, about twenty meters out, uh, where he kicked his fourth. Uh, Stringer kicked a junk time goal uh, when we actually attacked through the middle of the ground. James, a very rare occasion of that. But at the end of the day, after another disappointing display, James, uh, we ended the game down by thirty-two points. Uh, scoreboard, you have to say, would flatter us. Uh, but we ended ten goals, eleven seventy-one to their sixteen goals, seven one hundred and three. Yeah, just. Uh... Yeah, really deflating uh, walking out of the ground after watching that, mate. Um, just thought, yeah, yeah, how how can we expect to go forward playing that style of play? Um, and there doesn't seem to be any attempt to try and uh, correct the way we're playing. And every week you go and you're watching the same style. So, you know, again, in uh, the press conference, Truck said, oh, yeah, we're handballing too much. Um, uh, that's news to me. I, I hadn't noticed. But, um, <laughs> but honestly, like, if that's your coach saying it after the game, the way we handball, like, how strict are you? Because, it, like, you know, there's a few breaks during a game. And if he was really angry about that, I think we'd noticeably see the players start using their boot. And even if it was going to the opposition, would notice it, but they mm. continue to play the same style. And I didn't see any uh, chance of us altering our style. So that's just words to me. If a 
a coach really wants you to change, I think we would have seen, you know, a big difference in the way we use the footy by foot or hand. Mm. And we didn't see that during the game. So that says either one, the coach isn't getting his message across, or two, the players don't respect the coach and just keep continue to do what they want. Yep. Yep. Uh, so disappointing all around. Um, so I guess we'll see what the what the response will be from here, Jane. Yeah, very interesting stuff. Um, yeah, sorry about. Well, I think we're all a bit uh, peeved at the moment, and um, yeah, probably uh, we're not as balanced as we'd like to be. You know, <laughs> trying to give the club an out, but I just, yeah, I, I guess you can probably tell by my tone, just about jack of it because of the way we're playing. You know, we'll continue to support the boys as we always do, but um, we're human and. No one likes to be continually disappointed. Yeah, I think that's where we all sit as fans at the moment, terribly disappointed. Sadly, we're not seeing a lot of rectification to actually feel like change is coming. I don't anyway. No, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if the, the club comes out. Certainly, uh, yeah, the, the president's been very quiet uh, in recent months, Jane. Uh, so I think it's this is our time to, um, yeah. If he's if he's serious about you know, bringing the club forward, uh, this is the time to earn your money. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and you know, um, I think Herbertron put up that video, mate, of uh, Paul Brasher. Uh, you know, making up. You know, from what he said in twenty twenty. You know, the end of the season there, and told us that you know we're going to have players playing consistently and. They're going to you know, have pride in the, in the sash and, you know, um, yeah, those words have either fallen on deaf ears or we're not holding players accountable, as I said. So, um, you know, no change. <laughs> I guess we'll have a break, mate. We'll come back with our Don's House middle back. Listening to Don's cast as we move on to our Don's cast medal votes, mate. As always, head us off. Yeah, no worries. Uh, it was a tough one again. Jam always is in a loss, but um, I think uh, at least we did have some players that stood up. The difficulty for mine was, uh, you know, where to sort of rank them on on the uh, on the votes chart. But I'll uh, give me best shot. Um, so one vote had to go for Matt Guelphy. Uh, I thought, again, just his sheer tenacity to continue, you know, hunting the footy, um, you know, hunting uh, tackles and the opposition, uh, yeah, continual pressure acts and all the rest of it, I thought was really good. You know, he's playing that that sort of forward line role, Jamie. He had uh, eight score involvements uh, for the game, eight contested possessions, um, no, he didn't use the ball um, 100% effectively all the time. What it, uh, you know, about 170% there. Um, but uh, you know, one thing you're always going to get from uh, Matt Guelph is his effort. Um, so he kicked a nice goal, um, which is excellent to see. Uh, had seven marks, so he's continually presenting, um, which is just yeah, fantastic uh, for mine. But um, yeah, what I really liked about him, James, was his 20 pressure acts. So he's always keeping the opposition honest. 
Uh, so I gave him the, the one vote. Two votes, I went for Redmond. I thought it was a, a really improved effort. Um, honestly, I could have given him more, but he had some big clangers in the game, uh, which uh, knocked him down a couple of pegs for mine, James. Uh, you know, there was that one, um, you know, it was basically from a, uh, it wasn't a kick out, but I, like he was kicking from um, from the back 50 towards the forward line and uh, towards the uh, centre of the ground and uh, yeah, it just went straight to the dog's hands there. So those ones, I suppose, stick with you. But I thought uh, his, his effort on the game was uh, undeniable. Uh, had the 29 disposals, uh, 20 kicks, which was excellent. And it wasn't just like the kicking itself. He used the ball um, fairly well. So 72% uh, he went there. Um, but, uh, you know, 588 metres gained. So he's getting his, you know, moving forward quite a lot, uh, which is excellent to see. Um, had the six score involvements himself, which is pretty decent effort from a, from a backman, James. So I thought uh, yeah, he, was, he was worthy of a couple of votes. Three votes went for Nick Martin, just so composed again. Like we we're playing this defensive role. Uh, it's sort of a shame that, you know, he kicked, uh, what, five goals or, or four goals in that first game, James. Uh, and we've gone, you know what? You're a defender. <laughs> so, um, but I thought every time we got the ball, uh, which was quite a lot, you know, 25 disposals in the end, he just used it so well, uh, went at 80%. Um, but, like, the thing that really impressed me, James, like, we've, we've known him as a good user of the footy. Um, we had questioned his defensive side of the game, but he had nine contested uh, disposals. Uh, to go with four tackles, which was uh, just fantastic. So I uh, thought worthy of the three votes there. Four votes, I went for Sammy Draper. I thought his uh, impact on the game um, uh, was uh, was quite good. Uh, yeah, he had 16 disposals. And yes, we know his uh, efficiency with the ball isn't always fantastic. So going at 62.5%, uh, but it was just the way he went about it. You know, 11 contested uh, possessions, uh, you know, six score involvements, um, you know, to, to kick a goal, yeah, miss a couple of other shots. Um, but uh, he certainly, he pants um, uh, the dogs in the ruck there uh, with 32 hitouts. But seven clearances was a big thing for mine. He really tried to get us going forward at every opportunity. So uh, gave him the, the four votes. The five, probably surprisingly for, for some people, uh, given the relatively... Um, uh, and that's the thing, the relatively smaller impact. Uh, but the five votes went for Darcy Parrish um, because I think at the end of the day, like um, it, it's not a disposable efficiency or, or, or count that uh, impresses me, but it's the um, the way he does get us going forward. Like he had two two goal assists. Um, you know, I think it's uh, what eight score involvements at the end of the day, four intercept possessions, uh, thirteen contested possessions, uh, four inside 50s. Um, and uh, for mine, like he really was the doing a lot of the grunt work uh, for us uh, and like laid three tackles. So that's that's a, an area of the game that we um, had wanted to improve in. And I think he uh, yeah, certainly showed, showed improvement there. Uh, but I mean, those, uh, I suppose, top three guys in, in my votes, you, know, you could have, yeah, gone either way. That's just the way I landed in the end. Uh, so I'd be interested to hear your take, James. Yeah, it's uh, pretty much felt a lot of the same players on different positions on the voting. But yeah, 
basically gave five to Draper, and it's mainly because he was clearly won his position. And uh, I think he's getting better at his craft of palming the ball down to a player's lock. Um, that's not always a stat per se, but he gives it first opportunity. Now, he can't decide that we're going to um, handball it three times sideways, but mm. I think when he does um, hit that so well and we use it better, his performance should stand out even more. But, um, yeah, I gave it to Drapes just because, one, his energy, and two, uh, he's basically rucking. He's a, the main ruckman. Um, he's under an injury cloud. Um, and he's able to play out the whole game. So I, I just thought, yeah, he had a pretty good performance uh, uh, all around. Um, I gave four to Martin. Uh, you know, he looks so composed and you know, he just has good game awareness well uh, for player. You know, in his seventh game, it's, well, you know, sixth game, sorry, he missed that one with the protocols. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, just been it's just a revelation. And, you know, it's a bit of an indictment that, uh, Last player on our list, mate, or second last player, whichever way you look at it. Mm. He'd be in our top two in the best and fairest, you'd imagine. So, um, yeah, that was a good good find by Adrian Dodoro and his team. So give him credit for that one. Um, three boats actually gave to Jordan Ridley, mate. I, I thought, uh, I, when I saw him on Norton at the starting game, I, I was really thinking uh, Norton's going to kick five or six. Uh, not, <laughs> Yeah, just because of his body strength and, you know, Ridley hasn't been in great form, but I thought he was quite competitive. And even though Norton was good at goal assists uh, on the game, um, he did a great job basically keeping Norton goalless, I think. Um, yep. So, um, yeah, that's why I gave him the three votes. And that's hopefully Jordan can get some confidence out of that, uh, take his game forward. You know, uh, the two votes that I've you know, finally ended up going for was mainly for a player that, you know, as you highlighted, mate, Mason Redmond, who, um, you know, he did make some massive clangers, yeah, no doubt, but uh, he certainly got the ball forward for us, I think, you know, nearly 600 metres forward and, um, you know, definitely uh, took on the game and with uh, Nick Hind out of the side, that's, um, that's a good thing. So, um yeah, we'd like to see him use the ball a bit better, more consistency, uh, more consistency. But uh, yeah, again, um, gave him the two votes and one vote, mate. The same as you, uh, he gave him five, but I gave him one. Is uh, Darcy Parish, and that's mainly because of his again, the use of his footy um, was pretty poor. But um, his uh, will to win the contest and win the ball, um, yeah, it was yeah admirable, and uh, yeah. People might point out that uh, you know Zach Merritt had you know, 36 disposals or, or whatever it was, but his impact I didn't notice as much, mainly because mm. you know when you look at uh, Zach Merritt, 27 handballs and 99 kicks. So mm. uh, again, um, yeah, that's why I decided with Parish. So mate, after the seven games, uh, how's our leaderboard? Yeah, well, a bit of a bit of spread now, but. Uh... We'll go from the bottom. So with one vote each, uh, we've got McGrath and Hobbs. Uh, two votes apiece, you got Heppel and Durham. Three votes each, you got Cutler and Laverde. On four votes, you've got Jai Caldwell. Alec Waterman on five. Ridley and Hind on seven. Perkins and Redmond on eight. Matt Guelphie on 11. 
Jake Kelly on 14, Draper and Merritt on 16 votes, uh, Peter Wright on 17, Dylan Shield with 20, Nick Martin on 25 votes, and uh, out in front is Darcy Parrish with 40 Don's Cast medal votes. Yeah, he's definitely got out to a big lead, uh, Darcy. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Zach Merritt um, tries to hunt him down, even though he's missed a, a whole bunch of games. Um, that'll be interesting to see uh, as the season goes on. Absolutely, mate. All right, let's have another break and we'll come back with our by the numbers. And you're listening to Dom's cast. And uh, even though we're talking about losses, mate, we still go by the numbers. Mm-hmm. And we start with Andy McGrath, who was playing his 100th game. Um, 100 games up for the former number one draft pick. Mm-hmm. How did you see his game? It was a funny one. Um, he got you know, a fair bit of the ball. Um, and I liked his defensive efforts at times. But unfortunately, uh, I, I didn't think he had a massive impact on the game. Uh, you know, numbers-wise, yes, he laid a few tackles. So he had the four tackles, which is good to see. He had a few clearances. Um, personally, I think he, you know, we would have valued more as a team if he stayed more defensive uh, in the back half of the ground because when he got sacked up into the middle, I, I don't think he uh, gave us a lot of benefit, James. So I don't know, for mine, you know, pretty average game. Yeah, and just those snaps around the body. Uh... Yeah. He's got to give that up like it's like a bad habit. Mm. They never come off. Um, he loses so much distance. You know it's only going to go 30 metres max. Mm. And it usually goes to the opposition. So, yeah, get him on the halfback flank. That's his best position. Um, yeah, you can rest him. You know, when I say rest him, you can push him up mid when your mids need a break. But, like, he needs to play predominantly as a defender to get the best out of him. I truly believe that. Yep. Uh, Draper, uh, we both gave pretty high votes, mate, so it's not much more to add than that one. No. And go to Parrish, and again, he featured in our voting, so we've kind of discussed his performance. Um, yeah, look, some of his kicks were pretty poor, I've got to say. Yeah. Um, I'd just love him to find a bit more composure. What mm. about you? Yep, no, I agree with that. Like, when he's got time, he needs to weight his kicks more. Um, but, I mean... Yeah, that's, there's plenty of uh, areas he's got to work on in his game, and that's certainly the, the most glaring one. And that's the, that's not just him, it's the team itself. You know, got to work with ball in hand. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Joy Caldwell, mate, he's uh, another one who's not getting much opportunity in the mid. Like, you know, that's he's going to be his best position. Hmm. Um, what do you think of his game and you know, how do you think the coach is using it? It's... Interesting, isn't it? Because um, you see him bob up down back, you see him bob up, up forward, um, and he's around the contest and he does win his, uh, win his own footy. You know, he had the four clearances, had four tackles. So um, there's no lack of lack of effort. Um, you just wonder whether they think, look, we want, like, he effectively plays a similar role to Darcy Parrish. Um, you know, McGrath, when he goes in there, uh, plays a similar role there. So, um, you know, do you, uh, I suppose, get him to work those stoppages around the ground, 
which I get to a degree. Um, but again, you sort of talked about, you know, McGrath's best down back. I, I think Jaco Walsh has a lot of aptitude um, in the middle there. Um, or could even play that um, sort of Snelling kind of role in and under, go around the stoppages. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't think he had a massive impact. But equally, he obviously had um, you know, 20 disposals. Um, yeah, I don't remember any massive clangers. So he's uh, um, he's playing a decent role. So I would say he played a, a solid game. But um, certainly uh, he's still only playing 70% of game time. So I don't know if they're still working fitness into him. Um but I couldn't see him. Um, I couldn't say he had any more than a, a solid impact for us on the day, James. Despite his uh, twelve contested possessions. Uh, Zach Merritt again, thirty-six disposals, but only the nine kicks out of that, um, and just two tackles. But uh, yeah, I, I'd love to see Zach using the ball by foot and hitting one of our forwards uh, up. You know, so um, yeah, that's what I'd like the club to work on. Is, Getting Zach some space um, so he can use the footy and uh, mm. that's what he's best at. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's easily a best user of the footy. Uh, mm. So it's a bit uh, concerning that it's just going on the hands. You're often to you know, out the back handballs and all the rest of it. And, you know, 36 disposals and you've only managed the 251 metres gained. Like it sort of says to me that your, your kicks are either very shallow or they're they're going side to side or, or even backwards on the park at times. So great that he's able to find the footy that amount of times. Um, but in terms of impact, um, yeah, it just, he didn't have a, a big say on the game. Ben Hobbs, mate, uh, you know, he's, you know, one of the best young midfielders coming through. You know, that's what we got told. Yeah. Yeah, we play him on a half-point flank. He's undersized, like in terms of when I say undersized, he's, he's short. Uh, so a lot of times he's really stretching to take marks, you know, when, it, when they were coming up. Um, he's another one. I think, you know, where we are at the moment, he needs to be given some midfield minutes, uh, you know, where he can, you know, learn his craft there. Yep. Because I think he's going to be a very good player for us long term. Yep. But um, I just don't know how much you're going to get out of him Playing on a half forward flank, he's uh, kicking needs a little bit of work with disgust, but um, yeah, I think he'll be a good player for us. But he, he, he needs to be played where he's going to be best used, and um, yeah, I'd like to see him given more midfield time if he's going to be playing in the ones. Yeah, and that's a hard one because we've got so many guys in there that are um, undersized, really. Um, his like he's he's great at finding the footy, which which is good to see. But his um, his decision making and use of it um, needs a lot of work. But uh, I think he's much better suited to actually getting that development in the ones. So playing AFL level footy, and I don't I personally don't mind him playing a, a half forward plank role, Jane, if that means he's going to be um, you know trying to kick the ball inside fifty to get his scoring opportunities. Because if he is eventually going to be getting a midfield position. That's what we want from him. We want him to be able to you know, rip the ball out of the middle, get a clearance, uh, kick it inside 50 for us to get his scoring opportunity. So I don't mind him playing that half-forward uh, role. I think, yeah, he can get lost uh, at times, but um, I think he'll develop well. He just seems like too much of a competitor not to. I think he did have an average game on the weekend, but um, certainly not through lack of effort. Uh, Dylan Shield got a reprieve at half time, um, you know, from being the medical sub. 
Nick Cox uh, subbed out and he got on there and he got 11, 11 disposals. Got many of those when he first came into the game. Mm. Um, he did have three tackles in a half, mate. So that was obviously something that he focused on um, was his defensive actions. Mm. But, um, yeah, yeah, hard to take too much out of that game because of the way we were using the footy. Yeah. But uh, do you think uh, the, the truck will name him for next week? Oh, he will name him um, for sure because you can't drop him off that performance. I mean, he came out like a bull at a gate. Uh, I think, yeah, he had that, you know, as soon as he came home, that, that sort of burst impact. He literally had about four handballs within the first 30 seconds, I reckon, <laughs> like, uh, you know, playing the old one-two game. Um, but from there, like, you, you couldn't say, even though the, um, the stats looked relatively good from a, a half of footy, you couldn't see he was overly influential or impactful in the game. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I'd still say an average game from, from Shield, despite his uh, limited opportunity. Yeah. Uh, Cutler came into the side, mate. Um, you know, he kicked a couple of goals, uh, you know, which was, you know, he took the most out of his opportunities, that's for sure. And, you know, he, just, he had... Um, Actually, 21 disposals. So he's one that probably could have put his hand up for a vote, mate, on the back of that. You know, 21 disposals, two goals, um, six marks. And, like, you know, he uses the ball pretty well at 80%. So, um, yeah, he's another one that, um, you know, performed admirably, I thought, coming to the side. Yeah, for mine, though, James, like, the stat sheet, yeah, looks good. But for mine, he, <clears throat> he didn't provide a lot of physicality. Like, um, you yeah, know, it's... On the stat sheet, it says he won six contested possessions, but I don't remember him sort of taking the game by the scruff of the neck at any stage um, or imposing himself on any contests. Um, like, yep, great, he, he found the footy a bit. Um, but, I mean, for mine, I don't think he had um, any more than an average game because um, while he didn't make any massive clangers, um, uh, certainly, apart from his two goals, I, I don't remember um, you know too many influential touches on the game. Uh, Nick Cox uh, subbed out at half time. Um, again, just the seven disposals. Um, been a tough year for him. The second year Blues has definitely hit him. Mm. Um, and a lot of talk. You know, is it better just to settle him in a position like he's obviously not going to be a long term wingman? Um, is he going to be better to be? you know, placed at a key position. Um, well, like, I know he hasn't got the body to hold down that, but, like, at least preparing for that by playing him on a plane call, you know, at either end. Yeah, it's an interesting question, James. Um, I mean, certainly he's got the traits to uh, to do a number of jobs, um, but I think, realistically, he's getting... Uh, he seems to me to be getting lost a lot, and whether that's through lack of a defined role um, perhaps that's where he's, he's suffering there. Obviously, didn't uh, didn't play into anyone's hands that he um, he got injured. Only played the twenty eight percent of game time, which is a uh, yeah, bit bit rough for him. Um, you know, took a few marks, which is good. Um, but uh, yeah, apart from that, uh, yeah, I think he played an average game. I can't say much more than that. Jordan Ridley. You know, gave him both, mate. I thought he did well on Norton and used the ball well, uh, 85% with 20, from 20 disposals. Um, yeah, so that is a step in the right direction for Jordan. 
yeah, it was, mate. Um, it's good to see. Um, yeah, took took eight marks there, which is um, yeah, great to see. Um, was using the ball well, so went at eighty five percent. Had the uh, six intercept possessions um, uh, and six contested possessions. So uh, yeah, that work they were doing with him last year to get that more defensive side of his game uh, in terms of the contested side of it um, is certainly paying dividends. Um, so uh, yeah, probably uh, probably harsh for me not to get in. In the votes, but I just thought uh, it was not a, uh, a day for the defenders of the SM Football Club um, yesterday. So a uh, bit of a victim of that. Uh, but yeah, pretty solid game from Jordan Ridley. And Jaden Laverde, um, he'd been <laughs> sore all week apparently. Um, and uh, he played like that, I thought. Uh, you know, he obviously uh, not there to accumulate, but he had the 12 disposals, nine kicks, three ambles, six marks. Five tackles, so he certainly mm. was uh, doing his part to try and play a defensive role. But uh, yeah, didn't think he was a uh, standout. That's for sure. No, I mean, he battled admirably, um, Laverde. But honestly, I think our, our defensive structure, uh, you know, lets our defenders down time and time again. Um, because even though individually you might do well on your man, uh, if we're not playing as a as a formed unit. Um, yeah, the uh, the dogs just worked it out between themselves, and uh, pick two was going to get up for goal. So, um, yeah, I, I still think he played a solid performance for us, but uh, yeah, certainly not the day for the defenders, as I said. Yeah, Archie Perkins uh, not getting a lot of the footy, mate. Twelve disposals, eight kicks, four handballs, six marks, and one tackle. Uh, again, I'd, I'd like him to get the opportunity to play up the ground a bit more. Um, he's used his disposal at 92%, mate. And, um, it's a real you know, real noticeable uh, when you watch the game, just how good a user he is. Mm. Um, and, yeah, so I can't for the life of me work that out unless the club's worried about the loads on him playing further up the ground. But, um, yeah, he, he certainly deserves that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the worry of, I, I guess I just see the limited opportunities getting in the midfield and you know even this time on ground 70 percent um i think there must be a fitness issue with archie perkins but the director has been to keep him on the park which i don't disagree with um because certainly he's, he's going to develop uh at a far better rate playing afl level footy than, than vfl and certainly he's up to the level uh so yeah do wonder if fitness is a concern there uh, but yeah, absolutely. If he is fit, he should be getting those minutes um, uh, because not only would it benefit Archie, but it'll benefit the team. You know, having a good user in there uh, to kick it inside fifty will be a uh, a sight for sore eyes for Essendon fans. Yeah, uh, Peter Wright, mate. Again, he's another one who's probably unlucky a bit to not to get a vote when you kick four goals in a side that only kicked ten. Um, but I just found he. He made the most of limited opportunities, so that's probably why I left him out. But um, yeah, it's nice to see him return to the goal kicking. Um, you know, kicking four. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, it, it was four goals, and like it does sound pretty harsh. Like, kicks four goals as a forward and doesn't get named to the votes. But yeah, two of those really were, were junk time in the first fourth quarter when uh, yeah the dogs had put the cue in the rack. Um, and otherwise, I don't think he had a massive impact on the game. I took the full, mark, full marks overall. Um, 
you know, the, the nine hit outs there. But uh, really, when the, when the game was on the line, I didn't see him stand up. So, um, you know, I'd, I'd say an average game uh, at the end of the day. Um, but that's probably also a, a result of, um, you know, our, uh, our lack of ability to, uh, to kick into our forward 50 to give them best opportunity. Dyson Heppel, captain, uh, 29 disposals, 14 kicks, 15 handballs, five marks and two tackles. Uh, you know, not bad stats at 86%. But um, again, mate, I really didn't notice him as part of the comp. You know, he didn't uh, you know, have a massive impact on the game, I thought. No, uh, certainly not. Um, yeah, and when you, when you said disposals, like there were a couple of times he... Um, he kicked some beautiful kicks inside 50 to, I think he uh, laced out Peter Wright on a couple of occasions for two of his goals. So he had the two goal assists there um, and did move it around the ground um, for us, had 513 metres gained. Um, so, you know, on that side of things, you think, oh, he must have had an all right game. But as you say, like, it, it, it didn't seem like he had a, a massive impact on it. Um, yeah, you look at the stat sheet and you think, geez, that's pretty good. You know, nine contested positions, uh, seven intercepts, uh, five score involvements. Um, but uh, I don't know, just watching it, and obviously you were at the game, Joe, um, it didn't seem like he was uh, um, overly influential in any way, um, shape or form. So like a solid game, but you couldn't say he, uh, he absolutely stood out. Uh, Sam Durham uh, gained 17 disposals, six kicks, 11 handballs, three marks, two tackles. Uh, again, didn't notice him a lot, mate. Um, yeah, he certainly uh, yeah, tried hard. I thought he started the game pretty well, but yeah, kind of, uh, didn't have that much impact either. So, yeah, what about you? Yeah, uh, it was one of those ones. We know, you know, does is always going to you know try his hardest um, to uh, yeah to get to the footy and have an have an influence, but um, oh he he had some massive clangers, James. Um, so um, look, love his effort, uh, but uh, there was a bit too much enthusiasm, um, and where where we needed a little bit more polish from him. So um, I'd say an average game from from does. Still love you, mate, but um, uh, yeah, I've got no. No worries about um, yeah his, his performances coming up. He's a he's one you can um, certainly uh, know what you're going to get out of him. Uh, Jake Stringer, well, he looked uh, you know, shadow of the player he can be. Um, yeah, you know, and to be honest, he he hasn't played many good games against the Bulldogs since uh, arriving at Essendon. Like it's like they know he's uh, kryptonite. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, again, he, he got that junk time goal. Near the end of the game, mm. um, he's, he lacked a lot of penetration on his kicks. You know, even from about fifty meters, yep. one of his kicks like it looked like he tried to belt it, and then he went about forty-five. So whether that was, uh, you know, what it was, if he's lost, you know, there's a little bit of rumours going around potentially got OP. You would hope not, but um, yeah, it does make me start to wonder, and makes me remind. Reminds me of, um, you know, Joe Danner when he had those rumours about him. He lost a lot of penetration in his kick. Yeah, well, I don't know. And that's the thing that us fans worried about, you know, did they bring um, 
you know, Merritt and Stringer back too early. You know, Merritt looks all right. He's, um, you know, in terms of ability to find the footy, obviously his uh, ability to use it isn't up to his normal standards, but that could be just rust from not playing. Uh, but Stringer, yeah, absolutely doesn't look, um, not that he ever looks super fit, but um, uh, yeah, certainly didn't have the impact that we'd uh, sort of normally expect of him. Um, so yeah, I'd have to say an average game from Jake. Uh, Kane Baldwin, he got his first goal, uh, which was pleasing. But, yeah, he, he's, he can easily be uh, shown out of the game, mate. Just the five disposals. So he's found it really tough at um, senior level to find the footy. Um, you know, obviously being a forward, you, you, know, you like silver service if you can get it. But, um, you know, he, had, he was forced to even troll as a makeshift ruckman. Um, Draper was having a rest. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, tough initiation for senior footy. Um, like to see him uh, be persevered with, but, yeah, pretty disappointing um, that he, uh, yeah, the, the play hasn't gone his way when he's been in the same side. Yeah, he'll, he'll develop, though, and that's that'll just be from confidence. Um, but I think the, the main issue is our, uh, our forward, forward line running patterns and structures, Jane. Like, so often you would see, like, three of the forwards just merge on the same spot um, you know, you'd have Waterman, Wright, and Baldwin within spitting distance of each other. And you just think that can't be um, – because, like, of course, the defenders are going to merge in that spot as well, and we'd see it get punched out, you know, time and time again. So um, I'd say he's a bit of a victim of that. Um, but also, he's just got to uh, – you know, he's only just got his body right, so he's got to um, get back into playing footy. Uh, certainly, AFL level is, is a bit quicker than, than VFL. Um, so I've got no doubt he'll continue to thrive and, and develop in the environment as long as we continue to play him. Yeah, uh, Mason Redmond, we both gave votes too, mate. Um, again, made a, a lot of clangers, um, you know, but uh, did some great things with the footy as well. Uh, so, you know, good to see him stepping in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, yes, he's had clangers, but he's taken the game on, which we love to see. So, uh, nah, uh, much improved performance from Redmond. Jake Kelly, mate, had a tough day at the office, I thought. Yeah, it a bit of a step off the pace at times. But, um, yeah, he certainly is a goer, but yeah, it wasn't his day, I didn't think. No, nah, it wasn't. And, again, uh, you know, <laughs> our defenders just look lost. Uh, on a lot of occasions uh, and certainly um, yeah when the dogs were able to raffle it up between each other uh, and you saw Waitman get off on a number of occasions and I think you know that was that was Callie's man um, that was sort of disappointing but um, yeah he certainly doesn't lack for effort um, so average game but uh, again I'll, I'll back him in to uh, come back strong next week uh, one player that was great to see back on the ground is uh, Zach Reed. Um, you know, it was the first time, mate, we had all three of our inside top 10 draft picks from uh, you know, the 2019 draft. Sorry, 2020 draft. Yeah, um, yeah, all on the same side. And, um, yeah, he, look, he didn't get a lot of the footy, but you could see the players wanted to use him because he is such a good user of by foot. Mm. Um, he did get caught in a tackle, mate, but he, he actually did a number of tackles himself and um, yeah. you know, really tackled the herd, I thought. And for a tall guy, you know, around a 200 centimetre 
Mark. He really nailed a couple of those Bulldogs. He did, mate. Um, you know, second game played, lay four tackles. Like, as a 200-plus centimetre tall um, bloke who, you know, there's, there's not much fat or muscle on him, mate. Um, I thought it was, it was a great effort. And certainly, you know, when you look at Zach Reed playing, you know, four tackles, um, you know, against, you know, others like, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, some guys, you know, lay very little number of tackles. Um, yeah, even, even Sammy Draper didn't lay one of the day. Um, you think, you know, that's one thing you can always do. Uh, even if you're not performing super admirably, but I thought he did really well. He had uh, six intercept possessions, um, looked pretty composed when he did have the footy. Uh, not that he had it a lot, but the eight disposals uh, there, Jamin uh, used it at 100%. Um, so that's uh, that's not bad from the young bloke. So, yeah, really looking forward to him uh, yeah, developing more and more. And once he gets a body on him, look out, I reckon. Yeah, well. Many observers say he's the best of the three we picked, mate, and that was called a long time out. So uh, even though he was our third name read out, um, many observers say he'll be the pick of the bunch. So uh, that'll be a discussion for probably 15 years, mate, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, we got Matt Quelty. Um, again, you gave him a vote. Uh, he's certainly uh, always he's a real... Uh, a for effort player, um, and you know, I, I think he's done quite a good job playing that forward role. Yeah, I've, again, not, I've, I can't say much more. Loved his effort on the day. Thought he had a really, uh, really solid game from him. He's putting together quite a good season. Nick Martin, uh, we both gave votes, mate. We're, I think we're both totally surprised about what fell in our laps through the uh, SSP. Mm. Um, yeah, another great game by Nick. Yeah, uh, another another really solid game from Nick Martin. Um, yeah, so dependable, uh, ball in hand, and uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, really taking his opportunity and running with it. So fantastic work from Nick Martin. Yeah, um, help me out, mate. We got we got Waterman. Alec, Alec Waterman, and that's it. Yeah, mate. Waterman. Um, again, mate. Uh, he struggles when there's a pace on the game, I think. And, yeah, um, and yeah he, he hurts you by foot, but he's got to have the opportunity with the ball in hand. And yeah, he he doesn't usually get the loose ball. Like he's, he's better off a lead-up mark. Um, yeah. And he didn't have much opportunity at that. So he didn't get a shot at goal, I don't think, on the weekend. And, um, yeah, obviously kept scoreless. And, yeah, that, that's the only concern, mate, when they when you look at our forward line, you've got, Players like Baldwin, Waterman, Wright, Stringer, all going through there and just not putting any defensive pressure on. Um, yeah, just because they're their body types. It's uh, yeah, it's it's no wonder the ball's getting out so easily. Um, mm. So yeah, you know, the only way you can do that, and that's why you know really hope Tex uh, Wangana can get up. Um, Sooner rather than later, and we just need to persevere with him because he's a player that looks like he wants to tackle, and we need that kind of support up there. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I think the thing that stands out to me, James, is he only had the seven disposals, uh, and of that, he managed minus forty-five meters gained. He actually <laughs> took us back in the game, James. So, um, yeah, yeah, pretty, uh, 
pretty damning there when you, I suppose, your uh, role is as a forward. And, and don't get me wrong, like forwards aren't always going to get the opportunity uh, they need, certainly not in our forward line. But, um, you know, when things aren't going for you, you need to have another string to your bow. Um, and unfortunately, you just didn't really bring that on the day. All right, with well, those the sides, um, I guess the other news, mate, um, not only is our uh, AFL side struggling, the VFL side uh, lost again, mate, on the weekend. And um, that makes us, as a club, 1-12 and 12, uh, for the senior men competition. So, um, you know, for both the AFL and the VFL uh, to have one win between them. So uh, AFL is 1-6 and six and the uh, VFL is 0-6. and six. Um, doesn't say a lot for our men's program. No. Um, but uh, good news is uh, our ladies are doing a phenomenal job in the um, VFL women. And, uh, yeah, they had another huge win. So, um, yeah, there are sides you can really get around because they're playing with, you know, the heart of Essendon, right? So um, good, good, well done to them. And, um, yeah, I'll be uh, looking forward to, you know, watching potentially finals with them. Uh, and obviously we're looking forward to uh, us entering the AFLW competition. Um, so, yeah, look, our ladies are going to actually give us some highlights to look forward to. But, um, yeah, I think made a, it's been a sombre start to the season. Certainly has, mate. Um, so great work to the girls. Um, yeah, that, that development program that the... Uh, yeah, VFLW has had um, there's just yeah massive dividends. Like to see where they were two years ago, where you know they were they were scraping to get a win. I think they only won one uh, towards the end of the season from memory, Jane. Um, but uh, yeah, under the tutelage of you know Brennan Major, um, you know last year they um, they made the, the prelim um, and uh, yeah. This year they've just gone from strength to strength, so it's um, fantastic work from the girls. Um, if only you know our men's program could uh, have the same level of development, that'd be fantastic. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's uh, it's looking a long way from where we're at right now, Jane. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to be upbeat, and uh, we apologise if this podcast is not, <laughs> you know, breathing positivity. But it's just, uh, you know, we're human as well our emotions take over. So um, one thing's for sure, mate, and, you know, we've proven this over many years. We'll be back, you know, our, our loyalty is always there. Um, despite what the club puts up, we're still there. Uh, we'll continue to be. And, you know, um, I know it's tough going for all the supporters at the moment uh, watching this and, you know, you just feel like we're not going anywhere. But, you know, you just got to keep believing one day it'll turn and, um, if it's yeah, you know, fool's hope, maybe it is, but uh, yeah, I'll still be there, mate. Yeah, absolutely, mate. But yes, yeah, it's kind of like family. Um, yeah, you can't you can't choose them. Um, so you just got to stick with them and, and support them. So uh, is that a um, is there a message in that, mate? Is that, is that trying to get through to me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to read between the lines. But, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, all good, mate. Um, anyway, um, we'll uh, be back next week. Um, hopefully, we can talk about our surprise win over the Hawks. Uh, 
And I think any win we have at the moment will be a surprise. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, let's hope we can look forward to that next week. So until then, go Bombers. Go Dons.